Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use for Friday, October 17th, with your host, me, Ray, and the other guy, Zach. And how the hell are you today, handsome? Because, uh, wait, wait, don't sell me. <laughs> All right, here's the deal, folks. We are going to have a flurry of UAW and OEM settlements over the next couple of days, probably into next week. And that will inevitably lead to, Dad, a mm-hmm. increase, an increase, excuse me, in vehicle inventory. The lead for today's show, we're going to be talking about end-of-year car deals and our best guess as to why and when you should make that decision to purchase a vehicle if you're purchasing a vehicle in 2023. The headlines all over Automotive News, Dad, all speaking to the fact that Ford and the United Auto Workers came to a tentative agreement, needs to be ratified still, but the strike for Ford from the UAW has ended. Auto workers, laborers are back on the lines. Production is ramping back up. The headline here reads, GM, UAW, in intensive talks to reach new contract after all-night bargaining session. You've got to imagine, Dad. As inventory has been sitting and there hasn't been production, that as production ramps back up, more inventory will be sitting. I was talking to one of our dealer partners. They are desperate to move inventory. There's even a Toyota dealer interested in being a Car Edge trusted dealer because they have 77 units sitting right now, Dad. End of year is going to be a good time to buy a car as more and more inventory sits there, correct? Well, it should be. Historically, it always has been the last two weeks of the year, particularly the last week between Christmas and New Year's, has always been the busiest week of the year in dealerships. I mean, salespeople push, sales managers push, um, dealer principals push for sales, manufacturers push for sales. The the largest incentives are incentive spend is usually December from the manufacturers, both to consumers and to the dealers themselves. Um, So there there's usually um, great activity in the dealership the last two weeks, especially the last week, trying to hit year end numbers. And so if incentives are higher and dealers are, I'm not going to say desperate, but motivated, okay? So between dealer discounts, factory incentives, customer incentives, pricing should be at the lowest point that it will have been for the year. So, yes, wait, wait. Don't sell me until the middle to late December. Um, and you you should be able to get your hands on a vehicle at a better price than you could if you went and purchased one today. Dad, let's look at the the data. This is from October 5th. We're due for new, uh, hard hard sentence to say, we're due for new new vehicle inventory uh, stats in about a week and a half, two weeks from now. So this data was in the thick, thick of the UAW strike. Yes. New car inventory at 2.21 million. This number used to be the lowest low was 800,000, 900,000 new yes. cars in inventory. New car inventory has been significantly building back up. And when we look at the brands who are oversupplied, interestingly, you've got Ford, Buick, Ford, Jeep, Ram, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, all impacted by the strike. The only ones that were impacted by the strike and really aren't uh, at the top of their class in terms of amount of inventory they have sitting around. GMC down here, that would be that would be it, you know. Cadillac, uh, Chevrolet, Chevrolet. As well. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I, 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 you know, they lost a billion. Ford said they lost about 1.2 billion. Miraculously, an even larger company in General Motors said they only lost 800 million. Um, creative accounting, I keep saying it. But, you know, you would think that they're going to be interested in making that money back. How do they make it back? They help sell cars, they help drive more business. Um, so I would think, assuming that we can we can survive the fire around those cars in our thumbnail, um, assuming we're all wearing asbestos suits, um, that yes, we 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 should see better deals in December. Historically, we have always seen that, and there's no reason, even with having had a strike for. 40 some days uh why we won't see it again this year I, I i'm confident that we will i do appreciate where moose is coming from saying only need one more million in inventory to get back to normal maybe i think we are well on our way to getting back there think about it consumer demand is going to continue to stay low while interest rates are sky high we know and, and one of the other things we'll talk about today is in Ford's earnings yesterday, they said that their labor costs now, as a result of this deal, are going up by almost $1,000 per vehicle, $850 to $900 per vehicle. We've already seen Ford and other OEMs increase their suggested retail prices significantly, which likely means they're increasing their invoice costs to the dealers as well. The reason I bring that up is because there's two ways to make a monthly payment lower for a consumer. Again, Google search car edge out the door price. We have a free calculator. Don't worry about negotiating monthly payment, negotiate out the door price. Two things that can lower an out the door a monthly payment, Dad. Yeah. The selling price of the vehicle and your interest rate. Those are yes. the two things. Okay. Well, and there's so a third while, thing. There, there's a third thing. Cash down. Cash down. Yep. Yes. And while there is incredible pressure on interest rates to continue to go up, at the same exact time, MSRPs keep going up. So average transaction prices will come down a little bit, but they're not going to come down a ton. We just saw yesterday Ford on the Laramie year over year increase the price ninety six hundred dollars. Nine six zero zero. I imagine you're going to end up with another million vehicles in inventory because there's just not enough people to justify making these decisions. Again, that's why if you can wait 45 days, the end of this year, you're going to see Susanna Cup put it in the chat before 10% off of MSRP Ram commercials everywhere. You're going to see a ton of advertising at the end of this year, Dad. I think both from local dealers and the OEMs to try and move metal to try and make their numbers look better than they actually are. Because inventory is starting to sit. That's exactly what we're seeing end of years when they're incentivized to try and move it. And we, we talked and touched on it yesterday that that the cost of having inventory, carrying that inventory, has gone up dramatically. Um, so there's another motivating factor as inventory builds and the and the dealer principal has to sign a check um a much larger check to pay their their floor plan costs for the month um to the bank you know he's going to turn to his, his sales management team and say uh, boys and girls time to move the metal let's do what we always knew to do prior to the pandemic and that is lower the prices, make a deal. If you have somebody that walks into the dealership that expresses an interest and has the ability to buy a car, you do not let them walk until you have sold them that car. Um, and that is what has been missing for the past two, three years because of, of a 
a certain lack of inventory where dealers would look and salespeople would look at customers and would go, well, if you don't want it and you don't want to pay this price, the guy behind you is going to. Well, guess what's happening? There aren't as many guys behind you, number one. And number two, the cost of waiting for the guy behind me keeps going up. So I think we're going to we're going to return to to a, a certain degree business as it had been. Motivated dealer principals telling their salespeople not to ever let a, a qualified customer leave if they really wanted to get a car. You just can't yeah. let them leave. Yeah, I do. And again, to be very clear, this is why we advocate for doing all the work at home. We have all the guides on how to negotiate a car deal from your home back on CarEdge.com or over on the CarEdge YouTube channel, Deal School, CarEdge.com slash Deal School, 100% free, literally teaches you how to negotiate a car from home. So you're right, Dad. I think the, um, what's the word, the, the effort that the dealer is now going to put forward to try and close car deals is going to go up significantly. Their willingness to negotiate is going to go up significantly as inventory sits. I mean, I even, I shared with you a second ago, we didn't, this is your first time here. We literally have a Toyota dealer that contacted us. Yeah. That says, how do I get involved with you guys? Because I have 77 cars sitting on the, lot, on the lot right now. I need help moving them. A Toyota dealer, dad, I was shocked. I was shocked. So even potentially for them, Yes. There is actual and, and, inventory building up, and it's interest rate driven, man. It's interest rate driven and average transaction price driven. It's interest rate driven. It's average transaction price driven. And at that Toyota dealer, it's, well, we haven't seen 77 units available at any given time in three and a half years. Um, you know, and and prior to the pandemic, that number might have been 150 or 200 units that they had sitting there that were available or even more. And yeah. and so to go from having everything pre-sold before it arrives to suddenly you're sitting on 77 vehicles in stock, that seems like, well, the world is coming to an end for that dealer. Uh, so, and to a certain degree it is because the average transaction prices have gone up so much, even on Toyotas. And the floor plan cost to hold on to that inventory oh has yes. gone up. So yes. again, I think you're gonna not I think I'm 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 telling you guys, we're gonna be preaching to the choir, wait till end of year. Used cars is a slightly different story. Used car prices are starting to like balance out a little bit. And I, I anticipate they're gonna go back up a little between now and the end of the year. So that means it's good news for your trade. And we'll do a live experiment here in a couple minutes. We have caredge.com slash sell so you can see what your used car is worth, actual cash offers from dealers in your area. And I imagine we will see some of those offers continue to go up. But that also means, and that also means, I think used car prices are not going to be particularly negotiable between now and the end of the year. If you can get one for a couple thousand dollars over cost, that's typically a fair deal. Go for it. And the quality, make sure the quality is okay yeah. because we have done so much. There's so much data that points to used cars that are making it into the market are really not high quality. So check those Carfax reports, get inspection done, all of that. But for new cars... The, the writing is on the wall. The writing is absolutely on the wall. Prices have to come down or interest rates have to come down. And the interest rates will come down through subvented rates, uh, which is uh, incentivized rates from the manufacturers. Like To me, it's pretty clear what we're about to see over the next seven, eight weeks. You know, based on, based on um, the dramatic gross um, uh, product um, um, for... The last quarter, what was it, 4.2% gross domestic yeah. product was 
Well, guess what? That was much higher than anybody expected, um, which would indicate to the Fed, if if I understand their thinking at all, would indicate to the Fed that, uh, okay, we need to raise interest rates some more to slow things down so we can slow down inflation um, because what we've done isn't enough to stop the people from buying st- the goods and services out there. So, hey, the economy statistically is doing great, um, and people enough people still feel comfortable enough to be spending money as if everything is okay. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we the Fed said a month and a half ago or a month ago, you know, we don't anticipate starting to lower interest rates until next September. Well, and they were anticipating maybe one more increase in the Fed rate this year. Um, Now, maybe that quarter of a basis point that they were thinking of will be a half a basis point because the economy appears to have been so robust in, in the last quarter. I, you know, there's so many variables, but if if interest rates go up, then yes, dealers are going to become even more incentivized to figure out how to move the metal because their floor plan costs will continue to go up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I I would just think that December will be the busiest time of the year like it always is and the last two weeks especially the last week will be the busiest time that we see in the industry it's going to be it's going to be chaos dad i mean we're already getting prepped here at at our company we're getting prepped we know it's going to be chaos like it'd be great if everyone could have the week off between christmas and new year's that'd be awesome but holy cow we're going to be slammed like we know we're going to be slammed yes because it's when the oems and the dealers are actually going to be wheeling and deal. And again, that's new cars. Let's do a quick experiment. I'll pull it up on the screen. We've got our caredge.com slash sell, but let's pull it up on the screen, Dad. I have a Dodge Challenger. Good luck. Yes. 2018 Dodge Challenger. Carvana sends me updates on this thing all the time. I am curious now that the UAW strike is on the cusp of ending. It hasn't ended for Stellantis, which is Dodge yet, but it has for Ford. I want to see, Dad. Carvana has said that this vehicle is worth $400 less today than it was when we initially, uh, or a month ago, when we got our previous offer. So I've gone ahead, Dad, and I've entered that in over on CarEdge.com. Slash, though, let's see here. We are going to say it's got a clean title. Is it owned outright? Sure, we have the title. No accidents. I encourage everyone to give this a try for any vehicle they're thinking about selling, purchasing, whatever the heck it is. It's such a good data point, and it is 100% free. And I wonder, Dad, if Carvana's light, and yes. are going to be higher. Yes, I think the high bid will be 23.4. Whoa. I did receive an email yesterday from Carvana regarding my previous generation um, Clubman, and they said it had gone up in value in the last month. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I have no clue. I haven't done any Dodge products in here, especially for the New York zip code. I have no clue what we're. Wow. Okay, CarMax, I, I $20, was $20,400. Yeah. So, Carvana is actually our high point. watermark, Dad. Yeah. Okay, Looking take that Dodge Challenger charge, whatever the hell it is, that Stellantis, that fine, fine Stellantis product, um, and, and run that over to your CarMax store. 
No, nah, man, do go Carvana. Take it to your Carvana store. Yeah, run yeah. it over to Carvana. Carvana's got the highest offer there. It's just fascinating, man, because I think we're going to continue to see ebbs and flows in used car prices. Everything's brand uh, specific, obviously. And something like a Dodge is supposed to depreciate a heck of a lot more than some of those import brands, which we've seen their prices stay significantly higher. Use that as a tool and as a resource. And of course, if you are actually trading in a vehicle, make sure you're getting a fair offer from the dealer. Run it through there as well. Yeah, here you go from Lumber Jeff Carvana still emails me about my Mazda 3 and they keep decreasing the price. Yeah, that's what I see too. And then you you run it and usually CarMax is offering more yes, room offers, which is always interesting. Yeah. Yes. One thing from MK that we should have on our radar, Carvana earnings are next week. Same with Credit Acceptance Corporation. So, yeah, so Carvana yeah. earnings will be next week and as we know, uh all the big public groups have reported their earnings and every one of them have seen a decrease in their average profit per vehicle sold okay across the board including carmax and and somehow somehow my guess is that uh carvana will be the only major retailer to be bucking that trend and that their average gross profit per vehicle sold will be up based on what their accounting has been so far this year when uh, they've been they've been uh, performing at a much higher level than they ever have in their history um so yes i i think we're going to see some creative accounting once again in carvana's um quarterly report He's a Carvana hater, folks. All right, take it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Dad, look at this. AutoNation, you're talking about dealers who are feeling the pain. AutoNation is the largest franchise. Second dealership. largest. Second, Second largest. Yeah, Lithia replaced them. Um, yes. Here you go, Dad. Net income plunged 31% in the third quarter. It had declined double digits earlier this year as well. So we've got pressure on these dealers. Uh, Carvana will not be immune to that. And even over at Ford, you know, so it's on the OEM side, it's on the dealer side, it's likely on the credit side as well when we get credit acceptance court or earnings next week. Ford, that's just part of their earnings the other day, they lost money because of the strike. Yes. Meanwhile, Ford said Thursday it would push back about $12 billion in EV spending. It is reducing some Mustang Mach-E production and delaying one of two battery plants. It plans to open in Kentucky. So we're seeing a slowdown. I mean, production will continue, we're but we're seeing a slowdown in the industry. We're, we're seeing <clears throat> that the early adopters have adopted and that the rest of, of the market hasn't, hasn't been fascinated enough by EVs to, uh, to continue that huge push that we've seen. So most of your manufacturers are reviewing what their commitments are to future EV production. Just this week, the the um, the partnership between Honda and GM to produce small, affordable electric vehicles on GM's Ultium platform. Uh, well, the that partnership was has been dissolved. Um, they're no longer interesting interested in partnering. They don't see a future for that at the moment. Um, maybe because they couldn't figure out how it was going to be profitable. And, and I think a lot of the a lot of the manufacturers are recalibrating how swiftly they're going to continue to make that push 
towards EVs. I'm not saying they're not going to make the push. I'm just saying they're not going to make the push as hard or as fast as they initially had indicated. Um, so, yeah, the delay, not not to cancel, but to delay $12 billion worth of investment, that's an indicator. GM and Honda splitting that partnership, that's an indicator. Um, Toyota coming out and saying, hey, guess what? The road, the road is not paved with EVs. The reality of the situation is that the demand isn't as strong and as great as the, we thought it was going to be. The writing's been on the wall. Yeah, I it absolutely has. And now the financial situation is transitioning and forcing the hand of many of these executives. I want to let everyone know. There's a new YouTube channel out there in the ether. It's called Auto Insiders with Ray Shevska. Episodes dropping on Monday. The first episode's first three. This is a podcast, folks, so you can obviously subscribe on YouTube. You can also absolutely just listen on Apple, Spotify, etc. That'll all be dropping on Monday. We have, guys, caredge.com slash podcasts. If you head over there, you can actually see all of the various podcasts and... The image that we chose, wait for it, wait for it. I know we're covering it up. I promise we, I'll get it off the screen. We are. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cover art. Cover art. What do we think of option three, folks? Cover art. Well, it's it's, it's not option three. It is the cover art. <laughs> what are we? What do you think of what we chose? Let's, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Way. What do you think uh, of what we chose? Yes. And if you don't like it, well, maybe we'll change it in the future. I don't know. Um, here we go. Here we yeah. go. Here we go. And just to be very clear, folks, this is a once a week show needs more speedo. Yeah. Where's the fire? Yeah. <laughs> this is a once a week interview show. My dad is interviewing leaders in the automotive industry. Again, episodes will launch or drop every Monday. I think it's at 9am, 8am, 9am, something like that. But anyway, check, check out caredge.com slash podcast. You can click on it right now just to watch on YouTube. When they drop on Monday, everything will be uh, everything else will be there on Monday once we upload the episode. So please, please, please consider, uh, consider checking that out. We uh, we can't wait for Monday to come around. I can't wait to listen to the interviews. You've got Jared Kalfas, Kimberly Klein, and Kelly the Car Mom? Um, I believe that's Monday, yes. And, and we have done quite a few other interviews that I think... Um, How many have you done so far, Dad? Ten? I don't think it's ten. I think it's six or seven or eight. I don't know. Uh, a few, um, and I, I. The show's entitled "Auto Insiders" with Ray Shevska. Now, I don't want. You, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna level with the folks out there. We're not just talking auto. Auto insider to me means I want to get to know the person that I'm talking to above and beyond just what they do or their impact in the industry. So I want to, Auto Insider is getting to know the, the person I'm interviewing and also touching on how what they do impacts the auto industry. So it is, it is, there's a lot of conversation that I think people will find surprising um, because it's very personal. There's there's a lot of stories. Um, there's a lot of real personal issues that we touch on, um, and it is much more than just talking about 
some aspect of the automobile industry for an hour. There's, we take. Yeah, a I'm deep, really excited we, to listen. Yeah, we take a deep dive into our psyches uh, as we talk about the the auto industry in that hour. I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited to, to listen. I'm, I'm truly like, I haven't heard a single one of these, so I can't wait to tune in and listen to it. Go for a long bike ride. Pop you, one of your guests on. I really can't wait. But dad, it's not a Friday show yes. without hitting our favorite segment of the week. And don't harp on this for too long because I got some other things we need to tell everyone about, but go for it. Wait, wait. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? You've got to be kidding me. All right, folks, the time has come. Uh, the state of California has uh, paused all driverless operations for cruise automotive. Yes. Quote, this isn't related to any new on-road incidents and supervised AV operations. Autonomous vehicle will continue, Cruise said in a post on X. Yeah, except unfortunately, there have been a lot of incidents with those autonomous vehicles. Seems like a step back, a setback, excuse me, uh, for the push to have the robo taxis. And you know, man, if I may, just for a moment, yes. automakers came out and said by 2030, everything's going to be an EV. I'm I'm old enough now to even remember five years ago. Oh, there's going to be autonomous cars driving. Every- I'm an entrepreneur. I want to change the way things are done. Crap moves slow, man. Crap moves slow. And especially this type of stuff, it's going to take a long, long, long time, way longer than anyone is talking about. Big setback here, but obviously something that's good for public safety. Yeah, but the the really you got to be kidding me part of it is the reason that the California uh, banned them immediately was because, well, it turned out that um, they weren't forthcoming with all the... uh, all the video and all the data in regards to a, an accident that involved the pedestrian, um, that they left some important footage out to create um, a different impression than what had really happened. So I don't know if it was the AI that said, hey, let's hold back the info <laughs> because they learned from others, from real human beings in corporate world, or if it was just the human beings in the corporate world that said, well, let's not show them everything. Um, and, and, and so what it indicates that if you can't get the legitimate information, then how can you ever approve these things to be operating on the road? If, if the, the forces behind it are holding back the information. So I get why the state of California said enough is enough right now. Um, and how you ever get corporations to be on the up and up with the information that they're sharing with you. I mean, I don't know. The one I can think of when I grew up as a kid was, well, the tobacco industry. Oh, yeah, no, smoking doesn't cause cancer, doesn't cause health issues, when they very well knew that it did. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Bye-bye, Cruz. <laughs> All right, Pops, we only have a couple minutes because you have a show coming up in about 20 over on Car Edge Electric. You, Justice, Farzad, and Phil from the Car Edge team will all be chatting about all things EV. Between now and then, I want to pull up a quick comment here from C-Bar. Thank you. I just had to purchase a vehicle yesterday, and I was able to keep more money in my pocket thanks to the information Car Edge provides. Deal School 3.0 is a must do I want to just pull up on the screen? I know we've got a lot of resources, too many things in too many places. You go to caredge.com. Now there is a navigation up here in the top right, resources. The second one down is Deal School. Deal School is 100% free. Okay. 
please, 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 caredge.com resources, click on deal school. Give me about 15 minutes after the show. The podcast will also be here. And I want to let everyone know the cheat sheets and strategy card are also 100% free. And dad, that leads me to one of my favorite videos that I saw recently from one of our community members and a salesperson at John Sinclair Nissan, Charlie Foster. I heard a rumor that you saw this. I'm going to have to so that there's not audio issues. I'm going to have to ask you not to speak while I play it. So give me a second here. So so are you going to be paying cash today, sir? I haven't determined exactly how I plan to pay for it. I'm only concerned about the total out-the-door price. Well, did you have a monthly budget in mind? I have a total out-the-door price in mind, so I would really like to discuss that at the present time. Sir, sir, are you reading the script? script? Uh, uh, Yes, I am reading something. It's Car Edge. They're going to help me make the greatest deal ever on a car. You guys aren't going to get me. Curses foiled by Car Edge again. So are you going to... Sorry for the echo. (laughs) Oh, there was echo? Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) But I was told I'm not allowed to speak. My bad, gang. I haven't done um, in a while, so I forgot how to do it. Um, damn. Ah, yeah. Now, now, Justice sent that to me yesterday, and he said, um, what do you think? Should we invite him on the show? And I said, absolutely. I'd love to interview him. I think it would be, it would be so much fun to interview him. So, yeah. Well, that's the free cheat sheet, the free strategy card. Apologies for the echo there. Charlie's an awesome gentleman, a great salesperson. And someone who treats his customers incredibly fairly. Charlie, I hope you get a chance to see this clip. We really appreciate you making that video. And uh, curses foiled by Parrot. <laughs> again, that puts a smile on both of our both of our faces. All right, again, folks, uh, Auto Insiders with Ray Shevskit. That launches on Monday. The link for that is at caredge.com slash podcasts. Please go check out Deal School, 100% free, caredge.com slash deal school. And please, if you can, wait 45 days to buy that new car, truck, or SUV. We anticipate more incentives, more discounting, more negotiating at the end of the year as inventory builds and pressure is on dealers and automakers to move the metal. Dad, enjoy your afternoon. Enjoy the electric show. And I look forward to uh, being with you tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, we're doing a show tomorrow night. Yeah, I've got a Halloween party afterwards, but I think we'll do the show. I'll do the show in costume. I'll get to show you and everyone my costume, and then I'll go to the Halloween party afterwards. How's that sound? You're, you're going to go as a car salesman? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. We'll have, That's a good idea. No, yeah, we'll I'm have to get you a polyester leisure suit from the 80s. I used to wear them. Uh <laughs> Anyway, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night at 7. And uh, otherwise, we'll be back here Monday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. Anchorage time, 6 a.m. in Honolulu. And I have not forgotten about our Manila Maniacs. We'll be on at midnight in Manila, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for being here today.